We lost a middle son many years ago to brain cancer. So devastating, especially for my husband. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Tears come when we've had this kind of loss and you're at the store and you're in the, the mall and you feel this emotion and you make a dash heading for the door. I've got to get out of here. Best described as some type of a deep, empty sadness. Looking back on the memory of the dance we shared beneath the stars above for a moment all the world was right how could i have known that you'd ever say goodbye and i Whether you've lost a loved one, maybe it's a job, or maybe it's your home or your health. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of the center, A Place of Hope. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. We've had so many clients through the years who have faced this. Are you stuck in the grieving process? It's really hard to move forward. Did it seem like, and maybe you're feeling it right now, your whole world fell apart? Our emotions can be raw, from sadness and fear to anger and confusion. Does it just feel like way, way too much? You're not alone. Sam Kelly is in the studio with me. Sam? This is a subject that affects all of us, and there aren't a lot of places to put the grief. I mean, you see people messaging on Facebook, and you can feel like people are reaching out. But how do we truly heal and how do we move forward? Our phone number here, by the way, at Life, Love & Family is 855-455-3264. 855-455-3264. Any kind of major loss is really hard. And I think sometimes you go, well, I lost my job and other people have lost a loved one. A loss is is a loss. And I want to talk Mm -hmm. about the different kinds of loss. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving to a different area and not having connections and not having friends and feeling alone, there's a loss of relationships. Take some time to process some grief. Sometimes we don't always do that in a healthy way. We have something we call complicated grief. And let me mention it. Complicated grief is when you've had a loss and two things come to mind. I have not been able to resolve it. It still hurts. And maybe it's been many, many years ago. And things have gotten more complicated. I haven't been able to tie up that loose end. And so I have found myself, and this is number two, doing self-destructive behaviors. I overconsume. I overdrink. I use food. I'm in a consumption mode to self-medicate. Maybe I've overspent. Maybe I'm trying to make other people happy with gifts. And my motivation for buying the gifts is, is altered a bit. Complicated grief. 
As you say that, just the idea that as time passes, I think the cliche is time heals all wounds. But what you're saying is the opposite. Sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it does get complicated. You know, Sam, there are those common stages of grief that we typically go through. Denial. You know, first we deny what's happened. We're isolated. We feel isolated. And usually there's a stage of anger. I get so angry about what happened. And we it's not fair. And we feel a lot of anger coming up. A third stage is described as bargaining. We're trying to, to bargain God, and we're really not fully walking in reality. And I think, too, the next stage we probably slide into is more of a depression. Mm-hmm. We feel mm-hmm. on the edge of accepting the loss, but I'm really, I've been angry. Now I'm really, really depressed. And then the final stage is, is that simply called acceptance. I've accepted what's happened If I don't fully accept what's happened and make plans for moving on, it could enter into that zone of complicated grief. Whatever stage you're in, if you're dealing with some loss, and like you said, it could be anything, a job, it could be losing a marriage, losing a child, uh, a parent. There is a recent study that we've come across that says the best thing you can do is to allow yourself to feel grief as it overcomes you. Don't fight it, but allow yourself to feel it, which can just, maybe that feels overwhelming. The research really in the bottom line said resisting grief will prolong the natural process of healing. How many times in our lives have we had a situation, we, maybe it's a loss of a job and we found ourselves, well, now we're blaming somebody, we're blaming a boss or we're blaming, and we move not into acceptance, but into blame. Or we've had a death in the family and we maybe we've moved to, blaming a doctor or blaming another person. Watch that spirit of blame that comes in. It seems like people are afraid. I mean, I wonder if in your, at the center, in your counseling, if anyone's ever sat across from you and said, I don't want to be overcome by my grief and express it because I'm afraid I won't be able to stop. I I won't know where the bottom is. Yes. Is that a typical thing for people to say? And if I really allow myself to feel this and if I really cry, I recall a gal who said, I won't ever be able to stop crying. Mm. If I really feel this, I'll be overcome by it. I'll lose control. It's scary. Yes. And those are the kinds of questions that we're talking about today as we're dealing with loss on life, love, and family. Our phone number is 855-455-3264. Hi there. You're with Dr. Jance. Hi. Welcome to the program. Have you experienced a loss? Well, yeah, actually... A little over a year ago, I quit my job. It was just too difficult to deal with on a day-to-day basis. and I sensed there was some strong stress there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty strong. And so I totally feel lost trying to find a job. I've been trying to find a job for over a year. When you know you can't buy the things that you used to were able to buy for people. and So things are substantial, if I'm understanding right, a lot tighter... Mm-hmm. And are mm-hmm. you feeling like, I just can't do what I want to do for others? Yes, totally. Luckily, my husband has a, a good employment. Have you and your husband come to a place of uh, some agreement? We have uh, a, a joint account. So we're in it together, but it's just, I don't have anything to contribute. I just feel like it's just not the same like it was year before last when I did have a position. That's a much more empowering position to be in. I feel like I can do a little more, a little more in charge. I feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of a, a sense of some, I feel guilty. 
I can't do more? Is that what this is? Definitely. There's guilt and being ashamed and like something's wrong with you when you don't have a job. I think those that are that are employed, you know, they don't they don't realize how it feels until you're in that yeah. predicament. There's some guilt there. Absolutely. Well, I just yeah. wanted to identify mm-hmm. more about what what I sensed you were feeling. Now, let's do something about it, shall we? Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm thinking, you know, this could be an opportunity. And I remember receiving uh, it was kind of a letter or a nice card from somebody who said to me, I don't have my normal resources, and I'm paraphrasing this, and I decided to tell you how important you are to me, and and here are some things I really appreciate about you, and I want you to know I'm really, really grateful for you this year. Thank Mm -hmm. you for who you are in my life. And it Mm -hmm. came in a card, and I thought, I I, I still have that stuffed away Mm -hmm. somewhere. I thought, that is like the greatest card I ever got. Right. And and I'm just thinking, what if you could do something special for some key people and, and really give them the gift of some love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. It feels a little awkward at first, but I got to tell you, being on the receiving end, how mm-hmm. powerful that is. And it's going to be scary because you're going to, you're kind of moving in a, a little different direction and it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a part of just accepting the reality of, of where I am mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that uh, you're moving forward. You, you have a desire. It sounds like to have a new job and, and you probably, I want to acknowledge, it sounds like you were in a situation that was unhealthy or very stressful, and you made a decision for your own self-care to get out of that. Right. Well, right. I, want to, I want to applaud you for that. <laughs> it still feels like I jumped off a cliff, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was on a whim that I, that I turned on the station, and, you know, you mentioned job loss, and I totally can relate with that. You know exactly how it feels. Mm-hmm. Exactly how it mm-hmm. feels. Let's just pause here a moment and let's just say a prayer about that future job. Okay. All right. All right. Lord God, I thank you for the accidents don't happen and about how this worked out to have this phone call today and our first time ever talking and, and there's been some loss and, and I just pray that she would be able to bless some relationships in a different way. And we think about the need for work, but not just work, fulfillment and purpose, a situation that would be far different than what she's come out of and that this would be something that would fall into place. We ask for this, and we know and we claim the promise that you have, that the plans are good, and uh, we thank you for that. So we just speak that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, a future and a hope, and uh, we believe that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. Oh, you're welcome. It'd be so great, because we're going to talk again sometime, I bet, and you'll tell me about the job. I would like to. Thank you. <laughs> all right, we'll talk again. Okay. Thanks for calling. We all deal with loss. What do we do with it? You are with Dr. Jance, founder of The Center, A Place of Hope, the website, aplaceofhope.com. Rebecca is here with us. How can I help you today? Hi, Dr. Jance. Your uh, program just brought up some hurts. We have three children. We lost a middle son many years ago to brain cancer. So devastating, especially for my husband, that our children never really were able to express their grief to us. There's like a spiritual disconnection. They're both grown up to be very successful now, but one lost his faith and told me he's a deist, so that's, you know, no more Jesus in the life. And the other one, faith has weakened, although she still believes in God, but goes to um, a traditional church that I belong to, you know, before we became born-again Christians. And so... 
we have a connection and they're successful, but I just feel that spiritual disconnection that should we have gone through family counseling, which we never did. You lost a son to brain cancer, and, and how long ago was this? Oh, many years ago. Yes. Uh, about 50, 16 years ago. This is difficult, but how, how does this still affect you today? I feel I've been healed from it. Although, of course, you know, when you lose a son who's, you know, who's affectionate, got a sense of humor, it hurts. It's, my pain is more my other children. The effect that they have either lost or their faith has been weakened. And, of course, they've made decisions that are really very different from what we dream of as Christians. What are I you don't seeing? really know okay. if they've been truly healed, but I don't really want to bring it up, you know? Because right now it's a topic we don't really talk about? Like with my older son, you know, we never really talked about it, except one time I wanted to give away some of the remote cars of Emmanuel, and he didn't want me to, and he's not even playing with it. He's, he's already old. Sure. So I knew that there's something there. How are you seeing this potentially affect the other siblings? The older son is dealing with kind of like a weight problem, and mm-hmm. I don't really know whether that's got something to do with eating to, to feel the void, you know, of the loss of his brother, but I'm not sure. Sure. Okay. Anything else you're seeing with anybody else? I remember the effect on my daughter. She says, why pray if God doesn't answer prayer? And so she's very wary about praying. Okay. Sometimes for others, that can be important to help bring about and make it a safe topic, but some closure that even if we find a way to honor, to honor the life, it could be that we come together as a family and talk and we honor, we write a a letter, we read it aloud, but we find a way to come together and acknowledge, yes, this has been 16 years ago, but we just want to pause and honor a member of our family. Have you ever done anything like that? Not really. My husband and I talk freely about Emmanuel in front of the children, but not exactly the grieving part. Yes, yes. Like we thought we have memories, like, oh, you know, remember this and remember that, and we laugh about it, but we haven't really looked deeply into the healing part for the children, the other children. It sounds like there may be an opportunity, Rebecca, to do that. Yes. Dr. Jans, is it okay if... Uh, you know, because everything you're telling me, it's sort of like going over my head. And I hope you don't mind after the program if I could give my email and please email me this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, and this is brave for you to call, but we'll make sure we have your information so that we can be of help. I also have something here I think that's going to be helpful that I can send you as a gift. It's a book that I've written. It's actually a book on depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, Because I'm sensing that there... There's some issues here that still need some attention. Mm. How's your husband doing? You know, sometimes he's kind of blasé about stuff. You know, he's always saying, I wish he was here. You know, not realizing that, you know, we, we grieve not as, you know, those who believe. You know what I mean? We should not grieve as those who believe because he's in a better place. He's in, in, in heaven with the Lord. But he doesn't say it as much now, but it'll come out. You know, he would still be here with us. And I tell him, you know, at this age, he will not because he's already older. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, that's that's your way of your husband communicating. There really still is some loose ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could see 
even an opportunity for some family counseling to bring this together. And there's some opportunity here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get your information. Make sure you have some resources. All right. Okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. If you just joined us, this is Life, Love, and Family. You're with Dr. Greg Jantz for Dr. Tim Clinton. And our phone number, 855-455-3264. We're talking about loss. And it's not just when someone dies. There's loss that we're dealing with every single day. The complications and even how do I talk about it if it's it's a loved one or there's embarrassment around the loss of a job. And it brings a lot of kind of what we'll call hidden stressors, some things that we don't always pick up on. We may develop some depression that's kind of behind the scenes for a while. We may find ourselves not doing good self-care, for example, not taking uh, appropriate care of ourselves. Maybe if I used to exercise or enjoy walks, I stopped. And you find that you're kind of sliding in that self-care department. Maybe I'm overeating or I'm over-consuming something. I'm looking to escape from the pain. These are some things we need to look for if we've had some recent loss. We just had a question come in. She says, my mom passed away a year ago. My mother-in-law this past May. I'm grieving more for my mother-in-law because she was more my mom. I'm grieving the loss of what the relationship should have been with my mom. She was really neglectful and she allowed me to be abused as a child. I wasn't able to resolve the relationship before she passed away. What do I do? Well, this, first of all, there's two separate losses there with different implications. You know, there's unfinished business with mom. Right. And that's part of the the complication. I'm I'm grieving and and because she wasn't who I needed her to be and there were some uh, obviously very painful issues, I may find myself cycling back and forth with, with anger. And then I may potentially feel angry at myself that it's still bothering me. Right. So... Let's realize the reality of that situation. And I may need to write a a goodbye letter, a letter that I'm going to write out and and describe some of this and describe what happened and the pain it caused me. And I may need to go to a gravesite and read this letter to my mom. I mean, need to find a way that I can deal with some of the emotions of this and how it's affected me. That's sometimes something. That's a big deal. That's a heavy thing I just tossed out. But I may need some help and support in doing that. What a great suggestion. Here's the danger. Don't let let this move to becoming embittered Mm -hmm. as it relates to that and and your unfulfilled expectations and the real things that happened with mom. We lost a mother-in-law, which is pretty painful because it's like now I really found my mom. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to keep praise and gratitude. I am going to keep a journal probably for the next uh, month and I'm going to journal each day memories and things that I am grateful for that she spoke into my life. Mm. The positive stories from having her in my life. What are those specific things I'm grateful for? I'm going to underline those in my journal and then I'm going to decide that I'm going to practice those myself. I am going to keep writing the story of my relationship with my mother-in-law by living it out and giving it to others. This is life, love, and family. And as we're talking about loss, you can feel loss even when you're living with someone. What is this about? My husband not really enjoying going to church because he's got a wandering eye and chasing a um, particular lady at church and been sleeping on the couch for years about the whole situation. So I'm kind of angry about it. Kind of angry or, or major angry? This is a topic that you and your husband obviously talk about. I'm not supposed to be talking, so we don't get to address any issue. 
we got like no communication going on now. And Only so, very surfacey. And you've put yourself on the couch? No, he's on the couch. Okay, he's himself on the couch. All right, let me ask. So there's there's a, one of the losses. Here, it's the loss of my relationship. It's a loss of devotion. It's a loss of intimacy. And there must mm-hmm. be a sense of even feeling some betrayal in there. Yep. All right. Now, have, have the two of you, have you ever gone and talked with anybody about this that can help you? Yeah. What happened? Well, pretty much they kind of say they can't help me. and Can't help they, you? Yeah, mm. they couldn't help us. Well, there's two things. There's two ways this can go. You need to get some help to deal with how this is affecting you. Mm-hmm. And you, pro- you probably need some new ways of communicating with him because we're at a major gridlock. That gridlock is going to grow and grow, and we've got a topic here that we can't talk about that's affecting everything. So you've got to have some personalized help, and and then we've got to figure out what's going on with your husband, which I can't entirely speak to. I haven't talked with him, but you know what? He's not happy either. Nope. So we got two people that aren't happy. He kind of doesn't want to become a Christian. He had all these habits before, smoking, drinking, chasing women. I've only been married seven years. I've sort of thought he didn't do all those things, but now all that's kind of coming out, that he does do all that, and I'm sort of regretful that I didn't make a better choice. I don't want to get rid of him, but it's pretty darn hard to want to continuously kind of overcome all the time. Well, you're living in what's an extremely oppressive environment, and that can create a lot of depression for you. It's oppressive to be in his company, to go in the car with him. You know, I feel like he wants to beat the living daylights out of me for his behaviors. And so, you know, I I have to be quiet. It's not a fun relationship. Well, here's my suggestion. I think you need to have somebody that you can go to, a professional counselor that's going to be of help, who's going to be able to have a strategy for getting your husband in and involved. And then obviously we need to see what direction we can move this in a positive way. But to stay in this gridlock, something's going to break eventually. Okay. All right. Thank you for your call. The discussion is about loss here on Life, Love, and Family. You are with Dr. Greg Jans, founder of The Center, A Place of Hope. The website, aplaceofhope.com. Hey, Steve, how can I help today? Well, it was a 23-year marriage. There was no unfaithfulness on either of us. No, uh, no abuse, just a lot of things that, that I guess added up uh, over the years. This was her third marriage for her, my first marriage. She wanted the divorce. I didn't. I tried to work things out. We were separated for about a year, and I was hoping to work things out, and then she decided she didn't want to do it. We were divorced in August. I even that I would wait for her for a certain period of time, hoping that she would change her mind. She has basically said, no, that is never going to happen. She's not changing. All right. Have you have you so, moved on, or how's this loss, Steve, affecting you now? Just dealing, this is just recently, the last couple days, that she said, no, don't even think about There's nothing. I am certain of my decision. There is nothing that's going to change it. And so I'm, I've just been kind of dealing with that. And, and the realization that that's not going to happen. Are you talking to anybody, giving you some uh, some guidance I, and yeah. help? Well, yeah, I do. I do have a counselor that I Good. haven't seen a lot, but uh, I'm going to see him actually uh, this week. It's kind of difficult. A lot of history in there. Yeah, I'd I, like to say a prayer for you. Okay. Well, thank Lord, you. 
thank you for Steve. I pray that he would be anchored in your love and your joy this year, that that place that only you can fill when there's been a loss and there's been so much history, surround and protect Steve. And we ask that he would move to a, a place of, of resolution. Take this, Lord. Build upon a great future for Steve. In Jesus' name, and that you keep him covered. Amen. Thank you. I try to hold on to this world With everything I have But I feel the weight of what it brings And the hurt that tries to grab The many trials that seem to never end His word declares this truth That we will enter in this rest With wonders anew But I hold on to this hope In the promise that He brings There will be a place with no more suffering There will be a day with no more tears No more pain and no more fears There will be a day when the burdens of this place Will be no more see Jesus face to face But until that day We'll hold on to you always I know the journey seems so long You feel you're walking on your own There has never been a step But you've walked down all alone Troubled soul, don't lose your heart Cause joy and peace He brings And the beauty that's in store How is the hurt of life sting? But I hold on to this hope And the promise that He brings with no more suffering There will be a day With no more tears No more pain And no more fears There will be a day When the burdens of this place Will be no more We'll see Jesus face to face Devastating loss can turn your world upside down. But as you've heard today, sometimes you can get stuck in the past, making it impossible for you to move forward. Don't lose yourself in the grieving process. You can start taking steps today to make healthier choices, ultimately to restore balance and joy. We do want to help you do that. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, along with Dr. Tim Clinton. Here at Life, Love, and Family, We have all the resources you need if you're wondering what the next steps should be. Call us right now and let us help you find the peace as you process the loss. 855-455-3264. 855-455-3264. 
Along with Dr. Tim Clinton, thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. You can hear this program again or share it with somebody you love at lifeloveandfamily.net. Losses are hard. God does love you. And there is a plan for you to go forward. Life, Love, and Family. You know the feeling where you're tired and unmotivated and sometimes you get mad for no reason. And maybe you don't like what it's doing to your family or to your job. That's why the Center for Counseling and Health Resources has been there for people for more than 30 years. They take a whole person care approach that'll look at everything from your nutrition, your vitamin balances, your mind, your spirit. Call 1-888-771-5166 or for help right now visit aplaceofhope.com.